Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is, I think, show number 166 um, and all three of us are here and that is really exciting for me because I haven't spoken to Graham and Rachel in six weeks, maybe seven weeks, uh, something like that. It's just been forever, forever. Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Abe. It's an absolute. Oh, you called me just. I was taking a swig of water there. I wasn't ready. Um, it's an abs- six six weeks. I haven't, and you're still not ready. Hey, listen. I need a long lead time, as was amply demonstrated with last week's Sunny Sixteen podcast. Um, no, I, I can't believe how long it has been in between us catching up, and it's really nice to be back on a call with you guys. Um, long, long yeah. overdue. Yeah. It is, it, it is, but yes, and it, and most mostly my my absence has been my fault. So it's not like I yeah I, I have any complaints as such. Um, I know I know the. Uh, it's because you well, haven't listened I, to I, the show yet, right? <laughs> I haven't. So I have been listening to the show. I, I certainly listened to your show, Rachel. Oh. Um, it, and uh, I have. I, I I tried to listen to Graham's, but I, I failed so far. Sorry, Graham. I shall listen to it tomorrow or <laughs> that something. That makes it sound worse. You've tried and failed. All oh, right. So I, I didn't try that. All right. So, well, well, I didn't want you to think that I hadn't tried, but truthfully. <laughs> Um, I, it, it, you know, if it had come out on the right day, maybe or something like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd have gotten around to it by now. Um, but no, uh, it's uh, so. Uh, but I enjoyed. I certainly enjoyed making my own show. So, so um, if I get this correct in the sequence of shows, right? We've the last three sunny sixteens have been Rachel, then me, then you, haven't they? Get, getting through our singleton shows. Yes. Um, so I do need to. I do need to listen to yours. Yeah, I do need to get out there, get get that going. But um, anyway, yeah. More importantly, Rach, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And as Graham said, it's really lovely to hear your hear your lovely voice again, Aid, and uh, have you back with us so we can have a a lovely chat, catch up. And uh, I also thoroughly enjoyed listening to your show and your conversations with um, Claire, pushing you further and further outside of your comfort zone, which that is lovely. Was- so uh, fun to it was to. it really was wasn't it great <laughs> it was um, one thing stacked on another yeah, st- when the words really smoke machine popped up i was like oh this is great this is really good places we could always sort of like see you going aha 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 and a bit further away from the <laughs> no i'd be well up for a smoke machine thing oh, that'd be all right i wouldn't mind that <laughs> i like the conversation about um how you know the story behind how did this racing driver end up in the middle of this forest what's the story behind that yeah she it it did to get a little bit um uh, a little bit psychedelic yeah (laughs) at one Um, point but i have to say i I mean because obviously i've seen your images since because you did your slightly differently in that you had your conversation with claire and then went away and created your your photos obviously um yes yeah uh, whereas obviously i did the interviews and then created my images and then talked about that during my show so just slightly a different way of doing it really and it it was really lovely to see your images um that you'd made because they're fab they're great and uh yeah Thank you. I, I really enjoyed enjoyed looking at those and yours were too graham of course um <laughs> but obviously just because i was uh chatting to aid well it's been ages since i've spoke to aid so i just wanted to let him know because i've told you in person how much i've enjoyed yours graham mm-hmm. <laughs> oh you two have been hanging out together while i've oh, been away then I, 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 well when i say in person i mean like 
not in person, I guess, like online. Um, <laughs> just one on one on one. Just as a as a message. Obviously, I'm back in paper and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, fair, fair dues, fair dues. Well, it's great. To, it's great to talk to you both, um, and uh, it's great to be back together just in time, uh, as if it were planned or something, um, for the show that wraps up our very first group assignment. Yes. Uh, yeah yeah so so actually let, let's let's just have a, a bit of a, a housekeeping checkpoint here um yeah because we're about to talk about images aren't we so um graham yeah. what's what's the plan for making sure that people listening to the show can actually see the images okay well I mean, all of the images are actually all the images with the exception of yours are already out there on the social meds um in various places but we will this week have something going up on the website. So if you go to sunny16podcast.com and look under the assignment heading there, uh, there will be all of our pictures there and also the pictures that um, we've got some listener audio uh, that we're going to put on the end of the show as well and the pictures associated with that will be there and, you know, all that good stuff will be there. Um, I might, I think I might, along with the pictures I've taken this time, I might throw in a few earlier set of portraits that I talked about in my show. So obviously if you guys have got any other relevant stuff you want to throw in this as well, but all self-portrait assignment stuff will be on the website that's cool i like that so yeah who do we have to thank for that because that's probably a bit of work there isn't it um well it's gonna be me Celeste. Oh, thanks buddy thanks, thank you so, so it will definitely be done by thursday probably by what day now uh, thursday friday um time okay relative it is it is yeah no not not everybody listens to the show the day we publish it yeah or even the week we pu- or even the month we publish it but there we go but okay so so there we go so anybody who wants to 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 uh i was going to say listen along but that's completely the wrong choice of word isn't it anybody who's listening to the show and wants to have a look at the photos as we go view through, along for this view along thanks Rachel. View, view along so anybody who wants to do that um and uh you know uh, probably would bring the show to life a little bit so if you have the opportunity i'd recommend it um then they will all be on the website excellent good stuff right um well with that being said if that's not too overused a phrase um i suppose we better start talking about the photos and the assignments um it turns out assignments are fun aren't they yeah loads of fun i'm you know thinking about the very very sort of like uh assignment zero shall we say which is the very first one that we uh that we did which was like an hour an hour assignment and that was based on the book that uh, i got for Graham, wasn't it for your birthday yeah it um, was. and just how much of a buzz it was doing that it was really lovely to have chance to expand upon that, I think, and and to kind of spend a bit of time actually creating something with this with this you know first proper go at at making an assignment um, happen. So uh, yeah, apart from the subject matter um theme being chosen by graham of course um it was it was great it was a lot of fun i really did enjoy it um but there were many challenges along the way so uh yeah (laughs) yeah what about you graham did you enjoy it i did i mean i and i talked about this obviously in the show but the problem the main problem i had was that um Obviously, the fact that I picked this as uh, as the subject indicates that I had, some, you know, I had thoughts like, "Oh yeah, I think this would be cool." And I had some ideas, blah blah blah, which I did. It was the spite. It was spite. You it was started all... your show with this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I admit it was also for spite, but um, but I just 
I just prevaricated and put things off and put things off. And it's partly, I think, because of the time of year, it was like, oh, God, this, this doing this thing, which is you know, a self-portrait. So it's entirely on me to do it. There's nobody else involved. There's nothing like, um, uh, that was the one thing I found difficult, which is why everything, literally everything got left till the last week. Uh, out of, I think, I mean, we probably started talking about it. I don't know what, four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Definitely. Four or five, what to go for <laughs> four or five months ago, maybe. Yeah. No, not quite that long, but yeah. yeah, it was a while, but no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you just, as you said, getting, having an assignment, having a um, set task to go and achieve and the time limit for it, you know, even though it wasn't like the first one, we had one hour, we had to go and do it. There was a time limit. It, it was like, this has to be done to go out on the show because there's no other show this week. And um, and I put it off and put it off and put it off. And, you know, mm. Rachel got hers done first. It's like, oh, great. Thanks, Rachel. And then you got yours done second. I'm like, oh, great. I get another week's respite. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, there is nowhere else for me to go now. Um, so it, it made me do something that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And, of course, I had great fun uh, doing it once I just stopped and, and made myself do it. But, yeah, I think you know, I have a thought. Uh, maybe you need to speak to a psychologist about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a reason why you procrastinated for so long over over actually doing it. Um, I don't know. Was it was it fear? Were were there like worries about it? Was it anxiety over it? Because I know for me it definitely was. And my um, kind of um, being forced into having to go and do these conversations. Uh, these conversations sorry record these conversations um when i did was simply because that was the only time that they could possibly happen i you know people were traveling up the country or i was traveling somewhere and it you know so there was a set time that it had to happen if that hadn't been the case i probably would have done the same thing i probably would have left it right until the last last moment as well um simply because you know it's something that i would i was kind of wanting to avoid as much as possible <laughs> you know as much as rationally you're like this is ridiculous and i'm gonna do it whatever i'm gonna do it whatever you know we end up kind of putting it off i don't know was that the case for you do you think uh no i think with me it's more a case of that the one thing that's easier than just getting on doing something is not getting on and doing something <laughs> that's always significantly simpler <laughs> yeah. um to just, to just not do the thing um so that's why i tend to fall into that trap slightly i think that's the main reason and also like i said it sounds stupid to say but in the middle of summer and you know with my job getting me out there working i've just been knackered <laughs> all the time yeah. and it's hard to, sure. to do something where you have to because um I I rely quite a lot in doing the show and doing stuff. Like I rely on basically being an energy vampire from you guys and from the people we have on joining us. And I mm -hmm. I, I, I siphon all of your energy to feed myself <laughs> using dark <laughs> rituals. And so when it's just me, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, I'm up shit yeah. creek now. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, we should talk about this because uh, yeah, for me, I'm I'm lazy most of the time. And I don't do the the things that I should do, like yeah, get on and do plenty of photography and stuff like that. I should do more, but I don't. Um, and but I didn't have any. Uh, I, I was just excited. I, I didn't have any angst about it or any any negative feeling or feelings about it or any stress about it. I was just looking forward to it. Yeah, but 
that's that's that, that's there's going to be an interesting dynamic here there i mean i admittedly i didn't really have any difficulties uh finding uh any time to record i mean i because i i wanted to talk to claire and and it just so happened that claire was free at exactly the right time and so there were no challenges there i was like yeah i'm going to france on holiday can can we have a chat when i come back and she said yeah yeah no worries and that was it so, so very straightforward <laughs> it, it it was it was although in my straightforwardness i i guess i missed part of the brief which was that i was supposed to record a show where i had actually done the photos as well but there but but but, but that's that's it gives us more my... to talk about this evening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you did do a bit of um, reflection anyway, you know, within the show. There was a bit where you'd, you know, talked about the fact that you were going to speak to Claire and the reasons why and what have you as well. So, you know, it's all good. There's something that I talked about a bit in my show that you guys didn't talk, touch on that much when you were talking, mm-hmm. which is your past experience with self-portraits what stuff mm-hmm. you've done um now i mean i know you talked rage about the fact that you know you don't feel terribly comfortable taking your mm. own picture um and Aid, i know you've done a few bits because you like mecking around you know with your lighting and stuff like that so you've used yourself as a model but like what what self-portraiture work had you done before this assignment um i had do you know I hadn't realised this until just like last week, actually, when I was uh, clearing through a few things, trying to find something else, actually. And then I found an image that I'd taken the very first year I went to the lakes. Um, So where I went and interviewed Steph, the art teacher, my friend, um, uh, and obviously we'd gone back five years later, I actually have an image of me that I set up and took of me there um, that very first time I was there. So five years gap in between, and I'm wearing the same shirt. <laughs> How crazy is that? Awkward. So, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it is awkward. I feel like it's kind of like, it's kind of nice, actually. It's like, well, you know, that's that's clearly like, it was part of what was going on for me at the time, I suppose, and, and that subconsciously i guess i've i've grabbed um that when i've packed to go this time as well and gone yeah that's something that i feel comfortable in and and suits how i feel um when i'm in that environment you know so it was just it was just funny to like see it and go oh yeah how crazy um so yeah in, interesting actually that that is that was a self portrait um another two self-portraits that I know that I've done. One was a shot that I took in the mirror with a digital camera when I very first when I first got my digital camera uh, for my 30th birthday that I bought for myself. Um, and the other one the other one was uh, on a day trip to Shrewsbury and the, I was running a roll of um, Poundland film through. Um, and I took a uh, reflection in a shop window and um, when I did the sort of like processing and, and what have you, I messed up slightly. So we got kind of like cool colours or wherever I put it. I can't even remember how it got processed, but the colours all got a bit sort of like skew if sort of thing. And uh, yeah, so that's me. But you can't really see it's me because it's um, I've got the camera up in front of my face and I've got my hood up because it was raining. <laughs> so uh, those are my three self-portraits. 
Okay, that's that's, that's that's a really limited amount of self-portraits for the amount of pictures that you generally uh, take. Okay, I've done um, like the occasional um, selfie for Instagram, you know, for uh, showing me in a space or what have you. You know, for example, um, in London at Church of War Rooms and things like that, um, sort of like to show that I'm all dressed up with the sort of like vintage thing and, and a couple with me and Marcy you know, with my dog, mm. that kind of thing. Um, but I don't really class those as self-portrait, I suppose. They're more like... They're more just, selfies. Yeah, that's definitely like a selfie to sort of go, oh, yes, I am a real person who exists behind this and to sort of like show what is particularly going on at that point, if you like, rather than feeling like it's a, a setup thing, you know, um, or what I would what I would class as a self-portrait. There's a, obviously, there's a grey line, you know. Um, between selfie and self-portrait, <laughs> yeah, that would be a whole show on its own, I'm sure. But in terms of how I how I look at it, yeah, I've got those three that I remember taking that I know that I have, and I don't think that, I mean there's probably you know a couple of others I don't know, but most of the time I know what I shoot with my analog cameras, you know. And obviously, one of those was on a digital camera anyway. Um, but that was because I'd just bought it. So it was kind of like, okay, I need to just see if this works and that kind of thing. What so, about yeah. you, Aid? Uh, it's never really been a thing for me. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, yeah, I, I want, yeah, once or twice. Um, I, and I, I can think of, yeah, usually when I need a, a, a photo for some kind, some kind of avatar photo, you know, some something to stick up on forums or in the old days or, or social media nowadays and stuff like that. Uh, it's just out of necessity. It's never been. Well, it, it, I'd say it's never been a creative thing. I mean, even those have been creative, but it's never been part of my photography in a big way. So, mm. so it was interesting, and it was, and it's one of the things I wanted to, you know, wanted to talk to Claire about is because she, she, she's invented a whole other world, you know, with her mm. self portraiture, mm. and and I thought with the, the, the broadly speaking, because I'm I'm a fairly simple soul when it comes to this sort of things. I thought, well, what's going to be more fun and and more maybe more interesting to people who see it is it going to be you know the whole james bond thing or is it going to be an introspective learn something about adrian thing and i figured i'd go for james bond because <laughs> 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 i expect that'd be more interesting but but yeah and so yeah and i, th- I thought well I, you know claire knows how to do this stuff so I, I, i'll talk to claire and and i really enjoyed the conversation and it did it's interesting you say it felt like she was pushing me and pushing me and pushing me outside my comfort zone it didn't feel like that in the conversation it didn't feel it, it felt more like i was exploring and and finding and and thinking new things and that felt good that was a really positive vibe from that conversation was yeah it was like wow i could do this i could yeah. do that um, a lot of it was it, it, um, what what came out of the exercise in the end, and we can talk about the the, the photos. Um, was something that was much more uh, was a let, let's just say the the um, it was a smaller production than Claire and I had discussed, <laughs> but the thoughts were there and the concepts were there and some of the ways of working were there. So there was definitely you know I, I well, this, this is the first time that you've been doing it like this, right? as well so if, uh, even yeah, if it was a smaller as far as, as far as i can recall yeah, yeah. even um, if it was a smaller production you know it's a first attempt at that right <laughs> so yeah you know, well there was a, there was the so i went with a concept so uh, yeah. and it was interesting because you, you mentioned our sort of assignment zero um mm. that there was no concept there 
um, as such. There was a there was a right. I know I I know where I can find a backdrop. Right. That yeah. that was yeah. the thing. So 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 that was a right. On the spur of the moment, I know where I can find a background for a photo. Yeah, that means I can go and do it in my garden, right? Yeah. That was that within was within an hour. Yeah, that, within an hour, <laughs> that was the driving thing. So, so this was definitely more open minded, and I've got notes. I mean, I, I've been writing notes down. Um, uh, partly they were um, sort of pre-production thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then as I was going through, because I've been shooting on Instax, I've been trying to, I was trying to make notes because uh, of, okay, so that, that one did that. So, and it came out that, yeah, these are the settings I used on the camera and where the lights were and how I was, you know, how I was posed and then did it work? Which bits did I like? Which bits did I not like? Right. Okay. So for the next shot, I am going to change, you know, X and Y right and and there's, there's a process there uh, um uh, especially with uh uh the first the first one that i took actually no with the first two there were there are three and the first two the the first um the first two of those took quite some shots to quite some number of shots to zero in on and so i have some some notes from those so i'm trying to think okay what am i going to change this time you know how is it, how am i going to make it and that's how i that's how i zeroed in on my shot uh, the third one, actually, the first shot I took um, just came out how I wanted it to. So, which was partly because I kind of knew I had a firm vision for it and I knew what the lighting was going to do, but partly because I was getting used to it all by then and trying to, yeah, you know, understanding how the camera might react and and how the film might react and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a really fun, interesting thing for me. I've had no anxiety about it. I really enjoyed, you know, all of the speculative chat and. Uh, with with claire um and uh you know uh, and and then it it, yes it it got you know um tried to use that in my own way to to create the photos i have created and yeah i'm all i'm i'm pretty pleased with how it went actually i enjoyed it can i um yeah that sounds really cool can i ask because obviously we didn't we didn't get to hear your kind of um recording of the process if you like that you went through to create your images. Is this a good time to talk it through for us? Or would you rather leave that and come back to it? No, no I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely really happy nice to talk about it. It's really nice just to know like, how you went about getting these. Because there's three images, isn't there? If I'm looking, I'm looking at the... Um, um at the folder she says <laughs> i was looking at the folder hang on a sec um and yeah <laughs> you created three final images obviously but you you did a s- series of tests and trials and things to get to to get to those three didn't you yeah so do you yeah. want to talk us through it Should, uh yeah yeah okay so uh well the first let's go so the first one i did is called getting older right and mm-hmm. and this this is this is uh yeah, as we record this um, I have recently ordered my very first pair of verifocals. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> landmark and, moment. And and so so the idea so so this was going through my mind right. I was like, okay, right. So how would I take a photo that that reflects that? And and it is somewhat of a. a uh, no, not a, a a laughter thing in our house, but I, it's it's a known quirk of mine that when I have to read anything, I have to sort of yeah peer over the top of my glasses because <laughs> I just simply cannot. I cannot focus <laughs> close enough to read stuff. Um, I have to take my glasses off or peer over the top of them. So I thought, well, do you know what? What I'll try and do is I'll try and take a photograph of me peering over the top of my glasses. 
and that, <laughs> that that was the concept right and and uh, you know it'll it'll tell you something about what's going on in my life at the moment it'll you know it's not necessarily the the photo does the photo tell a story on it all on its own possibly not i don't think it does anyway not to me um but yeah that was what i was going for mm, mm. so and i thought well h- oh, how am i going to do this and i thought well okay so so the from the concept of the whole getting older thing i thought right peering peering over the top of my glasses that's got to be a way of doing it that's that's going to be the image so i want a, a, a and and didn't have much beyond that to be honest but that was the th- that was the thought behind it that was okay i i'm gonna that that's how i'm gonna do this so and I'd already set out my mind that, you know, I was going to do this on Instax Square because mm-hmm. that's, you know, you know, that's what I've been shooting a lot of recently. And that's what I was quite wanted. So I started thinking about some technical stuff um, on my camera. There's a sort of short focus distance of 80 centimeters. So, uh, you know, I, I got a tape measure and I, I you know, pulled it out and then locked it off at 80 centimeters. So I could be reasonably sure I was at the right focal distance because this comes from having listened to your show, Rach, when you mm-hmm. said like, yeah, how do you get it in? focus yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like do you know what? And i was thinking to myself that's really easy i know how to get it in focus because i know what the focal distance is and then i can just measure that and be in the right place um so so focus was okay um although we'll come back to that in a bit because i did change the focus part way through this shot hmm. uh and uh then what else did i need i thought well i need some i know where, where am i gonna take it you know uh what lighting do i want that kind of thing and um i thought well okay um i i i i'm i'm i i couldn't i could what i didn't want to what i wanted to do is to get some light on me showing that you know trying to draw out like the the wrinkles on my forehead and stuff like that because mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. point is to say getting older so what i didn't want is the the camera for the, the the flash on the camera to go off because that would just sort of flatten all of the all of the detail in my face so that that ruled out using speed mm. lights yeah because with Technical that camera right? it has no it has no hot shoe it has no um pc sync or whatever it's called um uh and uh so i can only trigger other lights using the yeah as as optical slaves using the flash on the camera and i thought well i can't do that because that's just going to wash out my face and i'm not going to look like i'm going to get older i'm just going to look like a little ghosty white blob <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, what I did was I used LED lights instead and thought, well, I just have to sit still because it could take a second, you know, mm-hmm. for, for for the exposure because the camera would be on automatic. It'll just need what it needs. So when uh, you set it to automatic, does, would the flash not have gone off anywhere? You can switch the flash off right. on mine. Right, so, even on so, auto. Yeah, so I, so I had the short focus distance with mm-hmm. my uh, with my tape measure set it locked at 80 centimetres. Great. On a tripod, I, I presume. On a tripod, yes, yes, and uh, I um, so I had set the I had composed uh, the frame uh, by by looking through the viewfinder and knowing where I how I needed to sit and where. Um, so and then the camera settings because very very basic stuff. Uh, switch the flash off uh, and switch the ten second timer on, <laughs> so that I could go around the front of the camera. And I could press the button, uh, the shutter button, and then it would give me 10 seconds to get properly into position. And then it would take the shot. Um, so, uh, yeah, that gave me, that meant I could get into position. I could very quickly use my tape measure to make sure that my face was roughly 80 centimetres from the lens. 
uh, and and yeah that that's how it went um so yeah so that so that was some of the technical stuff i started off with a a fairly soft light my well, i don't know what's it called I'm, sit, I'm sitting beside it now yong nuo something or other led wand um uh and and that just spread light everywhere <laughs> so that was it's like right no okay that is not the look i want um and there weren't enough wrinkles for my liking <laughs> either so so it's like okay there's too, too much light, look. too much light <laughs> so yeah exactly so i went then so i thought right okay that's not the right light i've got to get something smaller something that's a heart that's going to give a harder light and i don't know if you remember but i bought one at the photo show in march I bought um oh. I, I bought a little LED light that's about the form factor of a cell phone. Oh yes, um, I do. Yeah. Except instead of a screen, it just has a lighting surface. Yeah. And I thought that's small. That that'll do a h- nice hard light. That'll bring out wrinkles and and make me look older and stuff like that. So so uh, so I did that. And and so so okay, that got me that got me the right light. Uh, and it, overall, through so through a series of eleven shots, um, you know, I, first of all, I had to get the the right light. Then, the, once you got the right light, you've got to get the exposure right because there's not a lot of um, there's not, not a lot, lot of latitude. not a lot of latitude in the Instax film. And and uh, is yeah, that the right word, a, Graham? Can you I think so. Yeah, I think that that's right. <laughs> it is. I was going to go with dynamic range, but latitude yeah. is good. Yeah. So you, you 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 have to get the exposure right because it's very easy to blow out the highlights and given that i wanted to have detail in my face i didn't want to blow out the highlights um so so i had uh, to get the moving lights around a lot and then once i got my key light right i realized yeah uh, and then i've been playing around with it do i want broad light or short light okay i want short light and what am i going to be doing and posing and uh Ooh. moving the lights around a little bit so i had a short light <laughs> and then quick thinking, query um, yeah. When you say broad light and short light, for anybody who doesn't know, could you explain that? Uh, yeah, certainly. Sorry. Um, yes. So uh, a, a a short light is when uh, if you're taking a photo of somebody, a headshot, um, then uh, short lighting is when you light the side of the person's face that is pointing away from the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you so so you've got mostly um, most of their faces is at least slightly in shadow, mm-hmm. um, and and a broad light is the opposite. It's where you're lighting the uh, the most of the face that's turned to the camera that the camera can see. A bigger curve of yeah, the face yes. is lit rather yes. than in shadow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so and this is uh, uh, and these are aesthetic styles, but they're also mm. quite pragmatic as well so if you have somebody with a round face that you'd like to make look slightly less round then short light them if you have somebody who's got a very long face who you'd like to make look a little bit more round then broad light them and and the lighting take yeah um, makes a difference with that difference yeah yeah so so that there, there was a there was stuff stuff going on with that and i sort of yeah and all the time i'm zeroing in on these and i'm talking about um you know, there's probably 10 minutes between each shot or maybe more, right? So mm, I'm trying to think yeah. things through. I'm writing notes and, and, and you know, then uh, there's probably at least one break. I don't think I did the whole thing in one session. So I probably went off and did something like the washing up or something. Like <laughs> that, you know, just just to get or, or say goodnight to the kids or something like that. Yeah, just, you shot to, them at to, home then? Yeah, yeah. They were all mm. shot at home. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the house. Um and uh, and then so so I got there and then I needed then then towards the end I realised I needed another light so once I'd got the short lighting working and the exposure working 
uh, for the short light. What it meant in true was... true aid fashion, I need another light. <laughs> yeah, I need another light. Because what happened was, again, this is to do with the dynamic range of the film yeah. in part. Yeah. Um, but it meant that I was almost in silhouette. Mm. And so what I needed to just 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 okay. squirt in just a little bit of light so that the film could pick up a little bit of light. A bit uh, fill. As a fill, yeah, okay. as a fill, so that there was some light on both sides of my face. But, you know, st- uh, just, just so you could actually see it was me. <laughs> yeah, so you feel, because um, in three-point lighting in video and obviously, you know, in photography and cinematography, um, you usually start with um, something called three-point lighting. So you have a key light, which is usually the highest and brightest light, and then a fill light, which fills in the shadows, hence it being called a fill light, which is usually lower, perhaps at the same height as your subject um, and softer. And then you sometimes have your third of the three-point lighting, which would be a hair light or backlight or rim light, as they call it sometimes as well. So that can separate your subject from the background. Yes. So you've you've already started to work with you've you've got your key light and then you were like great I know what I'm doing with this ah actually I'm going to add a little bit of fill in to fill in those shadows which is really cool and yeah exactly the, did you exactly. have a, a a third light did you have a, a backlight as well because I can see the background is lit or is that cast off from you know uh, the key light it's it's exactly that it, yeah. it it's from it's from the key so um with the because I was going for uh, a short lighting uh, the light is actually slightly behind me okay, i mean it's, yeah. it's actually off to what it's actually off to the side but yeah. it's also slightly behind me for if, if as, as seen by the camera mm-hmm. um and i did think well should i uh sh- should i flag that so that it doesn't hit the background and light the background um uh but there the, mm-hmm. in the end i decided to leave it um uh so, so you know it's, it puts me in a position rather than just a, a head yeah. floating in space <laughs> yeah um, well that's the other thing because you you you're wearing dark clothes or black clothes as well so if you you know you, it's quite easy it could have been quite easy if you just disappear into the background um as well, well so know? so that's an interesting thing you say that that there's a very good reason i, I actually had to change to put that black top on okay uh, because i had something much lighter and it was picking up way too much light and it was just um, it, it, it reflected was light. not reflected no it was just it was just it was just too bright i mean i part i had to change my pose and things like that because although i was Although it were, the the light was coming in from the side, um, you know, I had still had to sort of turn my shoulder one way to, to to cast a shadow over my chest because it was just being too bright. It wasn't the it wasn't the shot I was looking for. Yeah. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll go and put a dark top on, and then I'll I'll, I'll make sure I use my shadow to sorry my shoulder to 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 throw a shadow across my chest, and then that'll take all the and and then you then you've got to focus on my face, not on what it happens to say on my t shirt. You know. Sure. So I, yeah um and Your so conscious decisions though, yeah okay. yeah, that, that, yeah that was a conscious decision uh and that took, that happened uh a, a couple of shots in um uh, when i realized that i wasn't getting the lighting that i wanted so so a lot of it was about the lighting and then right at the end um i i remembered <laughs> that for my camera i have a little short um a short focus lens that brings the minimum focus distance down from 80 centimeters to 50 centimeters um oh. and the benefit of that um uh is that it uh, so it's just like a filter just like a screw in filter but it's mm. a it's a it's a magnifier um and the benefit of that is that it just made me bigger in the frame at the end so so that was the one pretty much the last um the the last thing i did 
Um, no, no, just just as we go though, um, one quick tip, uh, which is uh, which is useful when you're using continuous lighting, mm-hmm. um, is I was as I was sat in my position and I was thinking about the lighting. What I was doing was using uh, my actually my phone um, dark switched off, so it's just the dark screen of my phone, using that as a mirror. Mm-hmm. So I would sit in front of the camera in the right position and I'd have the continuous lights on and I was looking and I was looking not for uh, exposure particularly. Um, what I was looking for was lighting ratios. So is so have I have I made sure have I got that fill light down low enough so that it's filling it, it is providing some fill, but it's not overpowering mm. the key light. And so I, 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 yeah, a couple of times I caught myself looking in in my phone. I thought that's actually I'll, I'll write that down that that's what I was doing because <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tip I think I will use later. Which is I think if I'd used a mirror, a, a, a like a real mirror, it it might have been not quite. It it, it would always have been too much information. Mm-hmm. Um, all I really wanted was something that could show me the light and the dark of the shot. Yeah. Quick and, reference and point. Yeah. yeah, and and my phone, my phone has a completely black screen when it's off, yeah. and 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 that um, that that was just enough to give me uh, just enough reflection to give me a sense of the light, and yeah. whether the key light, uh, whether the uh, the fill light was going to work or not. So mm. there's there's a tip for lighting self portraits. Like it won't work if you're using flashes, of course, but no. it would work <laughs> in it would work in natural light. Uh, it'd work in daylight. It would it work with continuous lights. Because um, continuous lights are anything like those LED panels or daylight or anything that's basically doesn't that isn't a flash, right? That yes, is yeah. on and off, sort of in a burst sort of thing. And uh, you, uh, there was just another term that you mentioned earlier, um, aid, so um, which was to flag the light. Uh, could you just explain that for us all as well? Oh yeah, so so um, yes, um, just a, a term Masking that it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yes, to well, yeah, to to, to stop the yeah. to to stop the light from hitting certain things, and how you would do that often is you would use a you know, um not a flag in in the nationalistic sense, um, but usually mm-hmm. a piece of black cloth or card. Um, uh, it helps if it's stiff rather than cloth, yeah. um, which foil. you can just hold. It, yeah, yeah. Um, which you can put in a clamp and hold mm-hmm. uh, somewhere, so and you can adjust it if you, especially if you have it on a uh, a movable clamp or a light stand or something, you can adjust it so that um, you can cut your light off from hitting certain things. Um, and that's yes, that's all I meant. But it's the opposite yeah. of a. Yeah reflector yeah so it's it's kind of like putting blinkers on your light isn't it or using what they might call barn doors as well to uh yeah direct light um in a certain way in a certain direction yeah absolutely yes uh so that was it really so i took to get that shot that was shot number 11 um so Uh, a pack of 10 yeah (laughs) yes um i was quite yeah i was quite impressed by that now um uh, the only re- the reason I had eleven is that uh, there was one in the camera when I started. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that! Excellent. So I did. Uh, there was one in the camera when I started. So I shot that. I threw in another pack and thought, "There we go. Um, here's here's my here's my uh, my session, my 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 photo session." And out of this next ten shots, you know, eleven in total, I will get the shot. Um, I think um, I got I got th- four that I liked. Oh. Brilliant. I think That's out of the, out of the eleven, 
Yeah. Um, the 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 one that I'm sharing here is number eleven. So it, it was the the it was the final expression of where I got to. Um, but there were a couple along the way that I quite liked. Um, the ones the, the the reason I think I didn't choose them is that they didn't quite meet the brief that I had set myself. So although I liked them, um, they didn't meet the whole getting older brief that I had or concept that I'd set. Um, so you like them as portraits of yourself, but not as hitting that brief. Yeah, and, and yeah. as an aesthetic, yeah, I liked yeah. them. Yeah, but so so one of them, I was almost entirely in silhouette, and I was like, well, okay, so I quite like that. There's just a little flash of light across one side of my face, and I quite like the photo, but it didn't mm. do it didn't do what it didn't meet the concept. So yeah, it, gotcha. it wasn't the one. Um, uh, cool. So yeah, so there there we go. So that is you know uh, I'm going to say in a nutshell, but that's been quite a long time. Mm. I've been talking. <laughs> so it's not exactly. No, yeah, yes, fine. in a large nutshell, that is the process. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's that the I thing. Obviously, we've we had, Graham and myself, have had chance to do a little bit of talking through of that, you know, our processes already. So it's really nice to hear how different or similar yours has been as well, because obviously we, we've all worked with different formats, actually, which is kind of an interesting um, thing, I think. Um, obviously, mine was 35 mil. Yours was instant square uh, with black borders, I might add, which are lovely. Um, yeah, I'm and, quite getting um, into that, actually, yeah, really. yes. And then Graham ended up, obviously, well, he was originally going to be shooting with his medium format and ended up shooting with large format. So, uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that until just now. And I was like, oh, yeah, all very different formats. Yeah, different it, it, it was interesting. So, the, the, for me, the, the format choice was... Uh, it was just it's just something i wanted to do there's there's no massive you know justification for using instant film or rather than anything else it was just just the way i wanted to do it because i'm 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 into that at the moment yeah it's my thing at the moment oh Uh, that's what self-portrait is isn't it a lot of the interviews that we've had it's been talking about the fact that it's about capturing you know either how you want to present yourself or how life is for you at that moment in time and if this is what you're into at the moment then it totally makes sense i guess to use it uh yeah yeah absolutely and and it's you know I, it provides a little bit more um instant feedback as well for me mm. so 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 knowing that i knew i was going to need to zero in on this shot um, I thought to myself, well, there's an advantage of having instant film because <laughs> you yeah. can see what you're doing, uh, <laughs> uh, and um, so there was there was that. But it, it's just also where my head's at at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so three photos in total. Awesome. Um, do, do you know just quickly I'd run through the other two because the other two, I mean, you talked extensively about the first one, which was I think it, from what you were saying that the most um, complex for you to get right because of getting the lighting just right to give it the effect you want but do you want to talk quickly about the other two that you took because they're both very different shots mm. from that first one uh, yeah sure okay well uh, the second one um, I've called Guitar Man I love um, this one so cool. <laughs> thank you very much so this again so uh, one of the things that claire and i had talked about was that i've never really done double exposures either so oh yeah why not do it if i've never done self-portraits never done double exposures why not do both and and i thought okay and and you know there's cl- clearly there, were, there was lots of talk about you know adrian the racing driver and adrian the guitar rock god and uh, you know on the show i did with claire and i thought well i i uh, i don't know that i i've got the the any anything about me anymore that i could do anything uh about driving i don't have a, a racing car i don't have a racing suit or anything like that so i thought okay but i do have a guitar <laughs> 
<laughs> well, more than one actually. But um, so I thought, okay, well, I'll do this one as the double uh, as the double exposure then. And what I thought that the the basic idea behind this was to um, do a silhouette of my body, but filled in by the guitar. Um, and that's not um, a particularly novel concept, I know, but it's not. It's, I'd never done it before. I never, never done multiple exposures before. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll try with that something that is a, a fairly standard idea and see where I get with it. Um, and and so with sim- similar process in terms of you know, taking shots and refining as I went, taking shots and refining as I went. This one was uh, took five goes, um, and I think this one was number four out of five. Um, so it was a little bit easier to produce. Um, the the ba- the the first bass exposure is of me playing the guitar, and what I did was I stood in front of a uh, a white, well, an off white wall, uh, and uh, in and in front of a light, and uh, I used the uh, so so the I set myself up to be a silhouette um, by yeah letting the camera automatically expose. Um, but making sure that I was wearing dark clothes and there was a big bright light on the wall behind me. So, and I, by then I'd figured out the camera would probably go for, for the brightness. Um, and then I thought, well, okay, that means there's a patch of my exposure that has not yet really been exposed. So I set up my guitar on its stand, um, and lit it. And I thought, well, it's going to come up through much better. Isn't it? Uh, on the bit that is silhouetting at the, uh, from the first exposure and lo and behold, it did. Um, and so that so it, I took a couple of goes at it to um, I think oh, I think the the first one was uh, was terrible way overexposed didn't happen at all the second one uh, way underexposed on the first one and all I got was a picture of a guitar <laughs> and then after that I'd sort of sort of got the exposures right um, and this one I thought was fun because you know half, half of my body is 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 nicely silhouetted in the guitar although to the left hand side of the picture it sort of fades out a bit but. <laughs> So I sort of got it this one. <laughs> it's worked well, I think. I mean, it certainly captured a sort of an, an, energy, an energy and a feeling. You know, even if it's not technically, like, oh yeah, you nailed exactly what you wanted. But I think it captures the energy that you were going for with it. So I think it looks awesome. No, oh, that's good. Thank you. Do you know what? I, I I don't know whether it's made any difference at all. But I thought to myself, if I'm going to be doing this, if I'm going to look natural, I better actually be playing. And I thought, right, I'm just going to play something, yeah, you know, fairly fast and furious. Um, so that I'm not thinking about when the shutter is going to go. Um, <laughs> soundtrack, yay! <laughs> no, okay, so uh, not literally Fast and Furious, oh. but but uh, I I have no idea what their soundtracks sound like. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think the last one I watched was only a single digit one. Um, oh. But the... well, number five's great, good starting point. They <laughs> used our tunnel as well, Birkenhead Tunnel. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> sorry there we go facts uh, that's all right so uh <laughs> i'm so sorry Aid. i've totally thrown you off now no, no, it's talking right. about you were actually playing a track because yeah know. i feel uh i i i think i went with something fairly uh um uh sort of i can't remember where it was something i was going for which is sort of funky and fast at the same time i can't remember if it was hendrix or the chili peppers or something but it was something that was yeah, that, that would give me personally a bit of energy. And I have no idea whether that comes through or not, but there you go. May may have made no difference at all. <laughs> well, I think the shot works well. I, th- I mean, I, you mm-hmm. know, whatever the reason was, I think whether it was the colours or whatever it was, but the, the image has animation to it just because the way the lights worked and the double exposures worked. And yeah, it's fun. 
It's a good yeah, planet. the colours are deliberate, by the way. Just uh, so, so the warmth of this shot mm. is deliberate. Um, the the light that I was using again is my Yongnuo LED light, and I set it to a a reasonably warm white, um, um, you know, probably close to tungsten. And in a, uh, because the and partly for that is um, the guitar, as you can see, my guitar isn't actually orange; it's a sort of a walnut color. Mm. Um, but the uh, it but the, it's got gold hardware on it as well, or gold colored hardware, I should say, on it. And I wanted so so it's a very warm looking guitar. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it warm. So so that's the reason for the coloring in the photo. That that was deliberate. Um, uh, and that's interesting, of course, because you can do that with light and you know that the camera's not going to try and second guess you <laughs> because it's film <laughs> and the film mm. will just, re- yeah, the film film cameras don't have a white balance setting. So, so, uh, so, so I, I was confident that if I used a warm light, I'd get a warm looking picture. So that was, that was deliberate. Um, not all of it was deliberate, of course, but that particular thought was. <laughs> and how many did you shoot for, to get that image um, in general? Uh, I shot five. Oh, oh, I shot okay. five, and this yeah. one was number four. Very cool. Um, number five came out similar, but the pose I was yeah. in in my in my frenetic playing at the time wasn't quite a, it wasn't quite as aesthetically pleasing to me as this one was. Yeah, I really you liked were... how that one works. Yeah, sorry, Graham. He weren't in full rock god mode at that point. It didn't, it didn't catch I think you. I think I was I think I was in the self indulgent guitar solo and staring <laughs> off into the horizon oh, at that point. This is so, so maybe maybe the whole sort of speed funk thing worked. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone full stairway. Um, uh, yeah, I had. Yeah, totally. A bit of journey. <laughs> so the last picture, aid, this one is again a very different one. What I love about your set is that you produce three totally different images that capture totally different aspects of you. One is just you getting real old and wrinkly. Um, the other one is the rock persona, and the third one is the podcasting part. And um, and it's it's a it's a very different shot in the way you set it up again. Um, but I think it's turned out fantastically. It Thank really you. has. <laughs> thank you so so this is this is what passes for ambient light in my podcasting setup mm-hmm. at least it did until a week ago um but the so, so i mean this is this is how i podcast right i am I, I sit at a desk with a laptop and a microphone um and the light i have um uh, it's in all the shots this young nuo light mm. um is is uh i it's clamped uh if you can just see in the background of this shot the, there's some the shelves they're actually plastic shelves, a stack of plastic shelves um they, i've just removed them from the room today they're going into the garage next um but just uh, uh up up above my head out of shot um and, and reflecting off the wall i've just got that that led light one just clamped around the the leg of the shelf um and and reflecting off the wall uh, and it casts quite a nice light and i thought mm. well, you know, i'm just going to take i'm just going to go with that right as the as the light um i i thought i thought about the pose I, I thought i tried to angle my head so that it would catch the light but also be just about seen by the camera and and i thought i'd I, i'd uh, gesture a little bit um uh but it's all it's all just there it, that this was this was the first shot oh was it Yep. From from the pack or in total, like no, from the overall. session, from the okay. session. So this, so I only so you took three in total. Yeah. So oh. so I started. I, that was the idea, and I had played around with different positions from the room for the composition, and mm. I settled on this composition. 
uh and so uh, and i was uh, and it came out and i was happy with it and i thought well okay hmm, i was going to take a few more i was looking forward to taking a few more <laughs> um, you know so, you were allowed to <laughs> so what i did then is I, I just left everything the same except changed the lighting because um, you know the light is an rgb light so i think i did one on full-on cyan or something like that and another full-on magenta just to see how they came out um it was interesting actually because the f- the exposure now i have no way of knowing whether the camera treated those differently or the film treated them differently but the exposures were not as well balanced as using white light mm. so so either the camera or the film was tricked by using properly you know full color lights um mm. so that's that's something uh, for, to Fair note enough. for later um yeah. if i experiment with full color lights again i'll have to to set the camera to overexpose mm. two things i really also love about this that um, i feel i should mention are the neon green border, which is kind of cool because obviously it's a black bordered um, Instax, but um, the, with the way the chemicals have obviously spread out across it and with it being quite a low light uh, image, you've got this kind of like neon green edge, which is cool. And the other one is your your pose, which just looks like you're saying, Graham, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well you know i can't tell you i can't really tell you what my internal script was for this shot but i wanted to be doing some gesture of some sort do you know what i i i didn't have any my internal script was look like you're saying something energetic (laughs) (laughs) because you were talking about obviously you thought i'd best actually play something for my guitar one so i was like i wonder i wonder if this was during you know a podcast at some point you know that you actually set it up as well and had that going in the background <laughs> when, when, I, when i saw it this was the one out of all the three i thought might actually on on its own just on its own invite if not tell a story then maybe invite a question right and and i may be uh, i may be reaching at that point i may be a little Im- ambitious to say that that other people might look at it but i thought well at least I've, i'm trying to get some energy into it anyway so sure. that was the thinking there we go i think i look at this shot and it looks like a shot that um i mean it works fantastic as a self portrait but you look at it and it doesn't you, you, it looks as if somebody's come in and, and carefully taken that picture of you which i think is uh Mm-hmm. that's a compliment because it looks as you, you've managed to set it up so well and make it look so natural despite the fact that it's fully staged and you're the one that's done all the staging so um, I think that's what's the real success with that shot it looks very candid for the least candid way you can possibly take a picture <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah that's a fair fair comment and thank you for, thank you very much for the first bit and a fair comment for the second bit because yeah it's not it's definitely not candid <laughs> so there we go anyway that's that's uh that's my shots um you know and uh yeah i i, I enjoyed it um i i i uh I, i'm looking forward to the next assignment um uh, it, it's funny i i didn't after after slating you for choosing self-portraiture and you know in a self-serving fashion mm-hmm. um uh, i i actually thought i actually found it fairly easy to get to grips with in the end um, bit a bit of process helped. So uh, once again, thank you to Claire. <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah, bit a bit of process, bit of thought, and and I was able to put some stuff in in um, in motion. Yeah. And thinking about it, reflecting on it now, what kind of things? What were the main things that you'd learn that you learned from it? Do you think, Aid? Uh, what apart from my narcissism and general shallowness, you mean? Um, <laughs> no, sure, that's what not you stuff you already knew. What did answer. you learn? <laughs> I think that's your answer. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, what did, did you I learn? learn? 
or I not? D- was it was it kind of just that you or that you had a concept and actually you just worked and tweaked a few things until you got the image, um, or did anything? You know, was well, there anything that you were like, "Oh, this"? Oh, this. Let's see. Was there anything I thought, "Ooh, this"? Hmm. Um, Maybe your mirror, your phone, the mirror. That was a cool. That tip. that yes. So yes, thank you. That's that's that that was uh, yes. That that was something I I learned. Um, it, it's a it's a variation on a, a on an old theme of you know sort of holding your fist up in the air and seeing the way the light falls on it and mm-hmm. things like that yeah um, but it's it is uh, yeah that that was very helpful um, I think uh, what see I I think I I don't think of myself as a particularly creative person and. <laughs> And I think, or, or or more to the point, maybe I see myself as a frustrated creative. I think what the, the the lesson for me here, which is one I already knew, I guess, in a way, but the lesson for me here, I think, is you just got to work at these things. If you want to make a picture, you've actually got to do the making bit, mm. right? You, you these things don't just happen. Mm. You know, I didn't just yeah, you know, I didn't just take these three photos. Now, to be fair, right, I didn't spend a huge amount of time either. These these are not a lifetime's work. You know, yeah. they're not yeah. even a day's work to be honest I yeah the first one took me a couple of hours one night the second one took me an hour one night and the third one I got it I got lucky first go all right took me about 10 minutes Mm. um but the but it's the process that the the process works maybe there's the maybe that's the lesson you know thinking what what is it you mm. want to do thinking about thinking it through uh and and then going from there Um, did you say that the third one you got lucky well, in the sense that the the first shot that you know, I I, I mean, yeah. I planned it, but the f- the first yeah. shot I took came out well. It was it was it was properly exposed, um, mm-hmm. and it did what I wanted it to do. Maybe um, it was because you'd already done the other two and had learnt from that. Yeah, uh, or maybe so I maybe because I was in the zone. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just about yeah. being being in, in the zone. Yeah, in, and be, about in the practice. Flow of it. Yeah, about practice. Pra- it's a bit, yeah. Yeah, about practice. I mean, yeah, by the time I got to this third shot of me, the podcaster shot, yeah. the th- one of the things that went through my la- my mind as I set it up was got to have the light down low because mm-hmm. if it's not, you won't be able to see the laptop screen. And I want yeah. to be able to see the laptop screen. You can see I deliberate. Yeah, you can, it's deliberate. I've got yeah. Garage Band open on the laptop, and that is how we record the show, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted that to be visible. And I so so I was I was. It switched on enough by that point to think actually my key light needs to be quite low and yes it's going yeah. to be a long exposure but the camera can sort that out yeah. um and you know uh, but without that it's going to blast the laptop screen yeah. and it came out with the laptop just just Perfect. nice yeah, yeah. so that, that's what i mean you know you're saying oh you know look you know but it wasn't look was it if you think about it it was down to practice and getting to know the camera getting into the flow of that you know process yeah okay yeah fair, fair point i mean i think uh with anything with instant film uh partly because of the you know the the lack of dynamic range of the film partly because mm-hmm. often instant film cameras with whatever brand are crap um or at least don't have very many settings <laughs> Um, it, it there there is it's always a bit of a lottery. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but I'm just saying, don't do yourself a disservice because you've clearly have taken, you know, as part of that process, you've done you've done the work, you have done the making, you know, which you were saying you've just got to go and do that and 
but through that process there's things that you've clearly learned as you've practiced and then suddenly it's like yeah actually i got the last one first time boom done yeah and uh if there'd been time if there'd been more time mm. uh for this assignment i would have done uh uh, I would have done something with more more production, <laughs> fact, more production, you know, an on location shoot or something like that. Ooh. Although, to to be honest, I doubt with it, yeah, with my style of photography, I don't know if I could have gone out to the forest at night on my own. I might have needed a friend <laughs> to help me out or something like that. But you know, at least to hold the smoke machine <laughs> and let the monkeys out at the right time, you know, oh <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> and, and ward off the police when they come calling. Oh yeah, yeah, Throw all the of cat that. In so... the bucket of water. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And have you ever seen the contact sheet for that photo? Yes, yes, I have. Because I think we talked Which about it, God what? knows how many shows ago. Uh, yes. This was a picture, Rach. I don't know whether you were on it, but it's a portrait. I, I don't know who the photographer is. I don't, but do you remember it, Aid? I don't. I'll Google it. While, but you, while you describe the photo, I'll, I'll Google it. Yes. So um, what, what this photograph is, it's a picture of Salvador Dali. And in the picture... He is jumping in the air whilst holding a paint palette. There's a cat being thrown through the air and a bucket of water being thrown oh as well. So there's a lot going on in this picture. Funny. And as you can imagine, they didn't get it in one shot. So there is, <laughs> um, if you search online, you can find like the, the, um, the what's the word? Uh, the, um, the, the artist is uh, the photographer Philippe Halsman. Oh, okay. Um, and it Ooh. says, just I, just I found an uh, there's an article here. Um, I just just um, uh, just read you the first sentence. Before photographer Philippe Halsman and surrealist Salvador Dali settled on the idea of tossing three cats into the air <laughs> for the photograph, oh okay. the Spanish artist they suggested they blow up a duck using dynamite. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, not, Consi- not for me. Considering it took 26 attempts to pull off the picture of a levitating Dali in a chaotic airborne scene, Halsman's insistence against the first idea was decidedly the best course of action. I so there we go. So that. so Salvador Dali had suggested blowing up a duck. It, it comes <laughs> but instead they threw cats at him 26 times. <laughs> yeah, it comes to him when throwing three cats at someone is a de-escalation of the idea. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Rach... Mm. Your yes, photograph okay. is kind of at the polar opposite end of <laughs> um, AIDS and to, probably to my shenanigans as well, in that you went real stripped back and out in nature yeah. and natural light. Um, and out of the three of us, yours is the most honest and revealing picture. And and I love the fact that on your show you talked about what the elements of it meant to you and why you took it. Um yeah. You were the first one to go, which was incredibly brave, both in terms of getting the the show out there and talking about it all. Um, all stupid. No, but no, <laughs> brave and wonderful. Um, having now listened to uh, everything else going through, because I mean, you you took your picture after your first conversation with Steph, and you then had subsequent yeah. conversations with Rose and with mm-hmm. Hillary, and and you have listened to um, Aid's conversation with Claire and my conversations with Liz and with Dee. Um, yeah. Have you thought any more about approaching it again, um, the idea of doing the self-portrait? I don't know. Um, once was enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel I feel proud of the fact that I did it and that I made an image. And actually, it, the, 
that's okay. I feel like that's it. That's enough. I feel like that's okay for me. <laughs> I'm quite happy <laughs> um, to to probably leave it there. Like I guess there's there's a big part of me that I you know I loved what Steph was saying about like um, the the set and and obviously Claire as well. Um, the sort of like setting up the staging of it. You know, using all the props, the costumes, and all of that. But I suppose. What is it? Maybe it's like, um, obviously, you know, creating something like that takes a lot of time, energy, effort, um, you know, sometimes a bit of money and things like that as well to, to kind of like bring it all together and make that happen. Um, and, and I guess it's, um, well, I mean, it's not necessarily the case that you'd have to bring other people in to help you do that. But I suppose maybe that's partly what would stop me doing it. Like I'd feel like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't ask somebody to, you know, give up some time to, to come and help get that sort of set up. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not. I'm rambling. I don't, I don't really know. No, I I enjoyed doing that, making that image. Um. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's something I will explore again in the future. But you know five years another five years maybe we'll see no the bit the bit that i find kind of fascinating is the fact that um the part of all of this that you have found difficult is um is being sort of very open and revealing you you know you Mm. you 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 felt exposed by the process um and yet you chose the pathway that was that choice um whereas aid and i both kind of even in a very small way went a more performative way um yes. you know uh, and but that's hiding it's not right okay sorry that's a real sort of like that's a really crappy thing to say i'm not trying to say that you're hiding behind that but there is an element of as you say being performative in it or playing you know a role or mm. whatever it's 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 no, it's no more or less valid. It's just a different approach, is what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what I'm asking is, why, when the biggest fear you have is about being very open and revealing, did you not pick the, the easier, less revealing choice? What was it that made you? If I'm going to do this, I'm I'm going to do do it in the most open way that I can, rather than because I mean, you are a performer. You know, the, uh, for you know, that's part of your life and your career is you are yes. a performer. Yeah. Um, but in a band, <laughs> there's other people to hide behind <laughs> in a band. I think that's the thing with self-portrait, actually, is that there isn't anybody else on that stage, right? There's nobody else in that image. Self-portrait by its nature is self. It's just you, right? So it feels very odd to to be the sole focus of something. And I think also that's why I found recording myself as my own show really tough that was probably the toughest part of it for me was actually just recording sitting at the computer and talking into the microphone without it being a conversation without there being any feedback you know from somebody else from yourself or aid or whatever I found that really hard actually um in terms of the reason that I chose to be to to go down the this is me route as opposed to performing a role route um i suppose it's because because of all those things you said because it's not easy but you know maybe that makes it 
more worthwhile me doing it yeah no absolutely i mean it, it, it this is the why i love about the, the whole subject is that you know it can go anywhere and you can do anything yeah, it's i mean it, it push it's yeah i guess also because i'm stubborn and a bit like well (laughs) you know if this is something that I'm really I'm really avoiding and finding really difficult then perhaps the best way is what's the word like immersion therapy or whatever it's just like just do it you know you've just got to hold that spider or whatever you know Um, yeah yeah because how (laughs) else are you going to push through the fear right that's true Um, and yet to just to clarify you're also not going to do it for another five years so that the (laughs) So you held that spider and then thrown that spider as far as you possibly <laughs> oh, can. Poor little spider. No, wouldn't do that to spider. Um, well, you know, I mean, nobody would want to look at my mug again for another See, five years. Do you know not, what I mean? It's oh, not... Rachel, you're the worst. That's not true. That is not true. Well, See, what I hoped, uh, what I hoped is that you would look on. at that picture, which is a lovely picture of you, and it was kind of your first idea, your first out there, and you got a really lovely <laughs> picture of you. I mean, when you look at that picture of yourself, yeah. do you feel good about it? Yeah, I think it's really nice. Okay, so and that was the first first idea, first thing done, first attempt. Yeah. Um, so you, but you don't think that maybe if you actually, okay, what else can I do? You know, you have a beautiful home, you have beautiful light in your home, you have all these different things. What else could you maybe go? Actually, if if I can get something I really like about myself in just this one attempt in this one location, is it not worth exploring more and trying more? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I think only dogs heard that noise. Um, <laughs> um, it was hmm. Um, that was the noise I made. Um, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing for me, like, what do, 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 Graham? Where, where do you think that takes you, though, if you do that? Because is is yeah, is it? I, I I don't know this for sure, but but rarely have I personally seen a whole body of work from a photographer that is all about exploring their psyche. Where I've seen more often, where I've seen photographers have a whole body of work that is self-portraiture. It's more about exploration of, of ideas and creativity than it is about uh, necessarily a, th- a thorough introspective you know uh review of yourself <laughs> no absolutely and i completely mm. agree and i'm and i'm not saying that rachel should try and make um or oh, she could but try and make a body of work that is like a, a <laughs> can you di- imagine the shock if i send you a message oh by the way i'm going to do a whole exhibition on me <laughs> i i would love that so much i would and i guarantee you i could find you hundreds of people who would echo that claim um but it, it's um uh, this and this is why I've done self-portraits in the past, and this is why I kind of look forward to doing more in the future. Is um, it's a, it's a model that's always there. You you mm-hmm. both like mm-hmm. taking pictures of people. You both like working in portraiture. Um, mm. And um, Rachel, it's something you do for a living. And mm-hmm. by using yourself as a model to explore that, like you you've been buying new lights, you've got new stuff. Yeah, this is an opportunity. If you could, okay, how can I make myself? look the way I want somebody else to look. Um, and, and yeah. you know, it's yeah. even just, you were talking about practice, it's like a thing you can do. Um, I know when you were t- chatting to Rose, she was saying that she was using it in a very quick and dirty way to kind of check light setup. But, you know, I- I'm not suggesting you just do that. But you know, when you've got time at home, go, okay, I want to practice with these lights, try some different setups and see. And, you know, I- I- playing with lights is a great fun thing to do. And using mm-hmm. yourself as a model mm-hmm. is a great way of doing it. 
yeah yeah you're right you're right um i'm sure it would all help i think one of the one of the things that i found quite difficult um just from a practical point of view when shooting um my self-portrait was was the framing because mm. looking looking through the through the viewfinder it's like you don't even think about it you're just like yep that's the composition you know it just makes sense or you just make these minute just little adjustments as we go right we make hundreds of little adjustments to make sure that we get that that framing right but obviously when you set it up on the tripod and even if you've obviously measured or or found something else to sit in place and be your focal put your focal um reference etc um and you think yeah that's going to be great i was still i was finding that i was really close to the edge of frame a lot mm. closer to the edge of frame than i was wanting to be um so actually this um this image of mine i i've actually cropped it because I, this was the image that i wanted this was what was in my head um but the framing is actually slightly um slightly different on on the frame itself yeah. on the negative um so i've cropped it to make it the image that i actually wanted um and yeah on all of them i found that that has been something i'm like damn it you know it's just oh it's just really it frustrated me seeing that and going ah, you know and again yes of course you know probably with practice um it would be better but obviously i was i was working with 35 mil so maybe that's maybe that's something to look at maybe i could work with medium format or large format because you know um then you're not having to shoot 24 frames or 36 frames before you can process it and realize that you're on the edge of frame <laughs> yeah. every time you know so well, maybe it's it's that i mean it's something that d said you said i've got I've got hundreds of pictures of me with yeah. my head chopped off, or you know, <laughs> yeah. or the, yeah. the the camera falling over as the tripod collapses, and all that stuff. And I certainly found with my pictures exactly that thing. They're all okay. I'm in all of the pictures, but I'm just slightly too far to the right, just just mm. a bit. Mm. I'm just <laughs> yeah. and I just slightly mischievous. Aid when you were using, particularly using that close-up lens adapter, how did you manage? I mean, were there many where you were like, "Oh no, I need to completely adjust this"? Or were you able to judge that fairly well? I, I think uh, I I didn't have too much bother um, in that. Um, a little bit, but but I I sort of ended up rolling with it. So so. Um, there was no way I could crop for one thing, <laughs> um, because it just wouldn't make any sense with an instant photo. Uh, the uh, and so what did I do? Two things I did. One one is I was quite close anyway, um, and so I was looking for. Um, uh, I, I was I was always going to be pretty much in the right place. The other thing I was looking for was reference points because I was doing a repeated thing and I was look I could get that I could look at the image and think to myself, okay, it's not just the exposure or or, or my expression or the lighting or whatever. Is is that am I actually sat in the right place? You know, so, <laughs> um, or do I need to do I need to move a bit? Uh, and there were times when I did need to move a bit. And it's like, okay, so that one one of the ones I really like actually was about the, uh, of the of the getting older set. One of the ones I really liked was about the sixth one. And I was I was uh, off to the side of the frame. Uh, it wasn't what I was aiming for, and so after that, I I moved about you know sort of four or five inches to the, the to to one side on the sofa I was sitting on. Um, but ha having said that, on reflection, I really do like that uh, that that particular shot, even though it wasn't it, I wasn't in the place I thought I was going to be. Um, 
but it's uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it, so having the feedback of doing it on instant film, um, really, of course, mitigates what Rachel was talking about quite significantly. It, it, you, know, you just look at the shot and then don't mm. take the next one until the first one's developed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be patient for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. It's exactly that. So, so it did happen to me, but I didn't really suffer from it too much. Mm. One, because I was looking out for it. And the other is because I was using the feedback uh, of getting the shots developed. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. You could use that. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, back in the old days, everybody used to use Polaroid to double check. These days yeah. we've got digital. I mean, it has to serve some purpose and that's what the <laughs> digital is for. Is for checking. <laughs> I guess. So so I have done that before for, for our first uh, one hour assignment we did uh, however many weeks ago. That's exactly what I did. Um, I, I, I set myself the task of not doing that this time. And I I didn't do that this time. What I did was I I, I used it you know all, all in stacks film and I zeroed in on it by looking at the film as it came through, uh, mm. as the shot 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 after shot. So I I did set myself the constraint of not doing that, um and and uh, yeah actually I didn't waste as much film as I thought I would. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even better. What about you, Aid? I mean, you you said you enjoyed doing this and. It- you 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 had more fun doing it than you certainly thought you were going to when I first suggested it. Do you reckon you'll come back to this? Is, are we going to see more self-portraits made? Or more photos where you're doing something and you use yourself as a prop in it, even? Uh, okay, so well, I say those one at a time. More self-portraits. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, do you know, it's it's... Yeah, it's something that you you can do of an evening, right? So so you know, I I can come home you know for, from work or or whatever, and if I've got a couple of hours, that's something I could do. I could sketch out, and I you know, especially if I had a, a list of things that I, a list of shots I wanted to make. But you you can start putting these things together. I think I think I probably quite quickly want to do something with slightly bigger production effort. And that that then would make it slightly harder to achieve because it would need to be you know pro- properly planned and and you know thought and thought through when you're going to do it and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, you know, and and then, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't. Um, yeah, I think that was I, kind of what I was trying to get towards. Say basically what you're saying there, Aid. You know, like that idea of bringing in all of the the props and all the rest of it. That it's a it's a bigger time commitment, isn't it, to doing something like that. It is. It, 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 it is, but but I think it. You know, it depends on you. Know, I mean, I I need to make. I know of, of that for me. I need to be making more effort to make to to push myself. So so this is one of the reasons these assignments are interesting to me because it does it it gives me a reason to go out and do it. Uh, and so that, that that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I I don't I, I it. I, I do often, uh, as as sometimes does happen when the three of us talk like this about shared experiences or, or almost shared experiences, similar experiences. I do feel that of the three of us, I sometimes am the shallow one because I don't I don't suffer a great deal. I, I haven't suffered a great deal of angst about this. Um, I have just enjoyed it. Um, I haven't felt stressed out by it, um, uh, you know, or, or under pressure to achieve something, um, which. Uh, 
yeah so so you know um and i haven't put a lot of deep thought into what side of me i need to reveal about what do i need to reveal about me or what am i not comfortable with? i i none, none of that stuff has happened in my head and 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 you know and i, I part of me thinks i'm missing out on the on the true experience of doing it but part of me is kind of grateful for being as shallow and as simplistic as i am <laughs> <laughs> but like, you see you say that aid but like one that your first pitch you talked about is entirely about aging <laughs> Yeah. Which I would and say is it, utterly self-reflective. It's um, very reflective. All the yeah. stuff you've done. Yeah, like yeah but, it, but, it is, but it was very spur. Yeah, okay, it doing. is, but it's very spur at the moment, and I don't mean I it don't, in a deep way. I'm just getting yeah. a bit wrinklier, and I can't see as well as I used to. I mean, I'm not. I'm not suffering an existential crisis. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, keep I, kidding yourself, sunshine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yes, I will. <laughs> but it doesn't. I mean, like, this stuff doesn't have to be. Like, it doesn't have to be like monumental and like oh my goodness what what is the I, I've created the work of you know sublime thought and yeah, that that's uh, oh it's Dee wasn't it, it saying just have fun with it yeah it's and simple. I mean like I said the amount of self reflection or not that you do it doesn't matter the having the fun part is what matters but you. You have you, there has been self reflection, even though you're going to go, oh well, there wasn't much self reflection, but like the process that you went through, like the fact that you thought about, oh, you know, I think you know, about being a race car driver, and then having to go, actually, I don't have any of the stuff that goes with that anymore. That part of my life is so behind me now that I can't represent that anymore. Like all of this stuff is like it's a process you've been through, and just because you're like, oh yeah, but it's still, it's all stuff. See you now you're making me want to cry. I hadn't even thought that. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is the th- this is the thing. I had not thought that. You've thought more about that than I have, right? And and this is this, so uh, yeah. Maybe don't, you've just don't not get... consciously thought it. Maybe it's that you know. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to suffer for my art, right? I'm quite happy for <laughs> art for art's you. sake, right? Art for art's sake. I um, but uh, yeah, I don't feel the need to suffer for my art. But then again, there's 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 no doubt somewhere a school of thought that says, well, if you're if you're not feeling it that deeply, then then it's not art, <laughs> or it's not as good as the art of people who are in more pain than I am. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical at this point. But I, I you know, uh, and I don't mean to in any way undermine the the experiences that you know, Rach, you've gone through in this, and and Graham that you've gone through in this because. Not, yeah, not it's it's just yeah. I am. Uh, I don't know. I uh, a lot of the time I am a fairly superficial soul. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's because let's because we haven't talked about my photos yet. So you're saying you're fairly yes, superficial, let's... and yet all three of your photos share something about you, um, different aspects of you and your life and your personality. All of my pictures share one aspect of my life and personality, and that's prassing around. <laughs> you, that, that you've got a shed. No, no you... and <laughs> that I have a shed, and that I will dick around if given any opportunity to do so. You um, were playing the clown role. That is your. That is what you have captured in those, isn't yeah. it? Right. Yeah, because it's the easiest. It's the default. If in doubt, be silly. Um, so you know, no matter how much I might have gone through the thought process of. Uh, what aspects of my life would I could I think about? What aspect? What do I? What is really important to me? And what, I think what I eventually came up with was, yeah, I don't think anything's really important enough to me that I want to feature it in a photograph. Um, I, you know, so uh, I'll bail on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just not that open and honest a person, so I'll just be a dick and take pictures. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sometimes mm. you can put a lot of thoughts in it and just kind of go round the block and arrive right back where you started. So you know, it's um, 
it's all relative. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, I too had a lot of fun doing my pictures. Um, I, my thought processes were kind of to follow part of the idea you had, Aid, of, of making pictures that I could take the picture, look at it, and um, make adjustments, which is why I thought I'd use the direct positive paper because mm. I could take mm. the picture, develop it, look at it. Great, um, that idea fell. Aid. I'd, I'd used off-camera light, I used, but I, I kind of forgot some of the things you told me and I was a bit of an idiot. So um, I used the bounce umbrella when apparently if I'd used the shoot through, I'd have got more light. Is that right? Uh, well, y- yes, yes and. So <laughs> oh, no. um, you're, uh, with, with the, it depends on what you're after. So with the shoot through um, umbrella, your light would have gone everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they just needed more light. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so so it, it wouldn't necessarily it, it wouldn't necessarily have focused more light on you. Yeah, um, I knew I wanted a, a harder light. I knew I wanted a more contrasty light. So I thought that using the the um, bounce umbrella was the better choice for that. Was that right? Rather than diffuse. That's, yeah. So that's true. Yes, yeah. very much. And if you want to get to, if you if you want to to funnel it a bit more, you can always c- partially collapse the bounce umbrella as well, and then that yeah. gives you a harder light. So uh, that gives you a harder light. Although if you want a really hard light, there's nothing quite like just a bare just f- flash, flash head. Yeah. yeah. With hindsight, probably should have gone down that route, but um, um, but yeah. Anyway, so I tried with the direct positive paper, and I just was not getting enough light. And what I, I should have turned the arm flash around um pointed that straight at my face but uh, for some reason my brain was not working well, as well as it should have i been. think you were already half blinding yourself as it was grim so it's probably a good thing <laughs> it actually may have saved your eyesight because you'd have had that bright idea in the middle of the pitch black night and then blasted yourself in the face 15 times with the flash on full power direct yeah, into your face true. at two foot i think that might have been a bit of a silly thing to do yeah that's <laughs> a good point that is a very good point rach it probably um, saved you and, um, um, it did make me laugh, though, that you're using direct positive paper after, I mean, I know this is like two years ago when when I was like, oh, this will be fun. I'm just going to have a go with this and see if this works. Um, and the amount of stick I got from you for <laughs> for doing that and you being like, Rach, what are, you, what are you thinking going and trying to do it on like direct positive paper, you idiot? Um, and then you went and did exactly the same thing two years later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you even surprised? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but it made me laugh anyway. Uh, the the um, and, and the the thing with that was that like I I found um I mean not that I even got to the end point, but I was spending so much time trying to just get the technical point of can I get an exposure that the thought mm. of actually what's the content of that picture going to be was neither here nor there. Um, so when I shifted over to film. Uh, and I checked the setup and I was using a digital camera to just check that the exposure was in the right ballpark um, with the flash. Uh, I then, by this point, it was late. It was gone 11 o'clock, um, and I really felt like I probably ought to be going to bed at some point, so I was really rushing. So, okay, I'm going to take four pictures, and only four pictures, because if I shoot four pictures, I can develop all four of those pictures in one go, and it'll be easy. And um, and and it was only at that point that I had to think, okay, what am I going to do for these pictures now? And um, yeah, that's why just uh, clowning was what came up with. The thing that I'm most pleased with about them is that actually, relatively speaking, the focus wasn't too bad. Um, it was really good, yeah. Because it's wafer thin uh, on there because it's large format 
and I was shooting it wide open. Um, mm. Actually, no, I wasn't shooting it wide open. I had closed it down, I think, with the flash to, I think, about F8, which is still pretty much wide open with large mm. format. Um, but it it worked pretty well. I think kind of in all of them, the focus was at least in a place where it made sense. Even if it wasn't mm. always on my face, it was kind of where it made sense. Um, but... Yeah, it was a good fun experience, and it what that did for me, and I, I talked about this last week, was it made me realise that doing this stuff with film and with flash, I, I should be more, I should be more confident about just getting out there and doing it, especially if I've got a digital camera so I can do a dry run just to make sure it's in the ballpark. That the the latitude on a lot of the films we use, um, I was using Fomapan one hundred in this particular case, but it's. I'll get results and um and it's fun and it's just something that you can you can do if you've got an evening and it's dark outside or whatever you think oh I feel like doing something photographic but there's nothing to, you know it's dark there's nothing to do there's nothing in the house to take pictures of there's always something in the house to take pictures of there's you and even if you don't have some lights or stuff like that you've got lamps you've got something you can make reflectors out of tin foil and whatever you've got and just start playing around and that's something that i used to do far more often and haven't really done since picking up film um mm. and and that becoming the, the sole thing i shoot pretty much um and this has just made me realize that no no i should be doing this more <laughs> i should be pressing <laughs> around more often um it good that's fun. interesting you say that about the film thing because it's it it, it is yeah, it is. It is easier to muck about and try out new ideas with digital because you can see it straight away, um, and there's no unit cost, or, you know, or no explicit unit cost. You know. So, is there? I mean, for me, oh dear. So for me, that's what thirty-five mil is for. Yeah, <laughs> just you just blast through it. But you're right. With have you got a have you got a flash meter, by the way? No, no, I don't. Unfortunately. Okay, so 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 the the yeah the way to get it in the ballpark is is to do that. Okay, so so here's a, here's a task for you, right? So, um, which will help, right? So it help you create a crib sheet for playing around with flash. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to use your digital camera and you need to take a series a set series of photos. Um, and you build yourself up uh, a little crib sheet. So you say, okay, well, let's say I'm doing a portrait and the light is four feet from the subject. So you know, take a picture and it could be set. It could, you could use self portraits for this, or it could be a, st- a still life would be just as good uh, or, or, or anything really. Um, and you put your light four feet away and you log your ISO uh, and your ISO and your uh, aperture. Um, and and the power on your flash. So let's Do say you have you're an shooting... idea of like a starting point for those. Uh, yeah, I, ab- absolutely. Because you, you want um, I, the starting point I would choose is the starting point of your favourite film. Okay. Because if you happen to be a person that loves shooting uh, ISO fifty, there's no point in having a crib sheet where you're at ISO eight hundred. <laughs> totally. So so let's say, and I'll just pick an example. Let's say you're somebody who loves shooting. Portra 400 right okay. or, or, mm-hmm. or 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 hp5 right anything at 400 so you set so you set your digital camera to 400 uh, and you set your aperture uh, at f8 uh, and then you put your light sorry four feet away or three feet away whatever you want and um, whatever you think is a distance so so graham with your umbrella 
um you know how far away do you think we give you the light sort of sort of you like okay well let's say it's yeah three feet four feet um you set it that distance you you record how what flash power you've got on and you record what is the settings that you need on your camera and your flash to get a good exposure and then you're then you're there from that point that you've got one right and then yeah. uh let's say you want to do that at let's say you want to do that same shot but you want to do it at f4 now uh so that's yeah you're two stops wider open um so you're going to need two stops less power on your flash um and you could literally work it out from just one point of reference yeah now that that's not necessarily the speediest thing to do in the field as it were because what happens if on the day that you've chosen right you're actually not got 400 speed filming and you're not shooting at f8 and you're not four feet away you're eight feet away and you're shooting with 800 speed film and yeah and 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 right so yeah. so it's better to have a few you know a few stakes in the ground but that would be um a and and I do have one of these somewhere uh, somewhere years ago when I first started playing around with with flash with film I did this and I made myself a little table and put it on a pdf file and put it on my phone so wherever I was I could go out and I could see okay well I haven't got a flash meter with me today I don't know what yeah what but, but this is roughly going to get me in the right ballpark um and uh, if you're ever in doubt um if you're shooting negative film at least just give it an extra stop, right? Because yeah. the film's going to soak that up and love it, right? Yeah. So if you think you should be shooting at f8 and you're a bit worried that f8 might not be quite enough, shoot at 5.6 and you'll be fine. Yeah. Or sp- always better to have a little bit too much light. I suppose, if, and if, again, you have a particular film that you like to shoot more than others, what you could do is go through this process and shoot a roll of film you know shoot a frame at each one of those measured settings as well so you can actually come back and compare and see okay this is what the camera did and these are the settings i got with the digital camera this is how that came out on the film sheet on the the sort of roll of film for each shot um and you and then perhaps you know see okay actually these will come out maybe one stop darker or one stop light but it'll give you another benchmark and again what a what better model for doing that than yourself for that kind no, of model? Yeah, abso- absolutely, yeah. No, so, so yeah, so it's uh, it, it meets the brief for this assignment, and it's going to create something that's a useful asset for you in the future. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Win win. Yeah, yeah. And and I I'm sure I I pro- I probably have that PDF file in my Dropbox today, you know, that I could call up on my phone at a moment's notice if I needed to. Um, it's probably done on a set of speed lights that I sold years ago, so it's probably completely, <laughs> almost entirely invalid. Um, but at least it'll give you some idea, right, of yeah. where to start. Um, you know, uh, and that you know that then'll um, help zero in on things much more quickly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I just want to come back to because this is something that I kind of I, I've had to deal with this week since I took my pictures last week. So, Rach, and actually, I, can't, yes. I think you both mentioned about this: the idea of well, why take more self-portraits? People people wouldn't want to see that. Um, mm-hmm. We frequently love taking portraits of people out on the street and people, you know, whatever the event may be, and sharing those and go, look at this picture I took of somebody. And um, we do that thinking, yeah, this is a nice picture of somebody. People will want to see this. Why is it, do you think, that when that person in the picture is you, you think people are suddenly going to go, no, thank you. Um, It's a strange um, 
strange thing because people clearly love seeing pictures of people and you're a person that they're interested in. Why do you guys <laughs> think they might not want to see pictures of you? I'm going to have a go at answering that, I think, first. Thanks, um, Aid. It's, <laughs> yeah. um, it, I, I don't think it's as straightforward as as not pe- people not wanting to see pictures of me. I mean, I think if there was a picture that was a good picture and I happened to be in it, um, that would be a good thing. If there was a good picture of me occasionally, that would be a good thing. Do I think... Do do I do I think personally that I'm going to be making the sort of pictures that make a, a body of work like that inherently interesting? Um, I, I I think I'd have to I think I'd have to use Claire as a reference point at, for, at that point. Claire has created a whole fantasy land, um, and uh, in, in some ways, Dee has done something similar, hasn't she? Because a lot of her her photos uh, uh, are. Um, of herself are they're not I'm trying, trying to think of the word here they they are um per, perhaps they've got an aesthetic to they've got an aesthetic to them they're set up aren't they and yeah. and, and there's a certain look to them uh or, or not 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 that it's always the same but there is a look you know to, to Dee's work um uh, and and claire has the has the this consistency of the you know the the characters that she she uh, portrays and and invents and portrays and places in in the landscape a lot um so so I think for me personally, I think if I were to to do something like that and were to do it as well as Claire and Dee do it, <laughs> then possibly people would be interested in looking at that as a body of work. Do mm. I think um, do I think people always want to see want to see a whole body of work of me j- just going about my normal business? Probably not. So so I think I think for me there you have to to make it into a body of work. I think for me, I would probably need to turn it into something that is something of a production whatever that meant gotcha mm. what about you Rose? um yeah um i guess it's that i feel like the focus of my images shouldn't be me the work that i produce the work that i produce should be the focus of what i do gotcha. right yeah so actually it's not about showing me it's about showing what i create and that the work should speak for itself uh-huh and if the work was you uh it's, it's not <laughs> it's not a subject that i find particularly interesting i suppose like <sighs> see that's the problem. that is a tricky uh, one though rach i think rage. he's got you think he's got you there a bit rach because if 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 the work is interesting it doesn't matter whether it's you or not does it <laughs> so it Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, sorry. I was trying. That was supposed to be a helpful comment, but possibly it wasn't. But possibly it wasn't. Yeah. No, but I, I'm just sort of meaning like you know, um, with it being my business, okay. Like my clients, the people who potentially would like to hire me, they want to see work that I'm creating in that setting. So, for example, if somebody's going to hire me to shoot their wedding, they want to see how I would shoot other people's weddings. They are not necessarily looking to see photos of me yeah the, the, definitely in that context Rach I think that's a very valid point you know that the, you, you if you're you're what you're talking about there is that your your published your published photographs are in part your professional portfolio that are designed yeah. to secure you further work yeah exactly. right so so you have to publish the photos that, that are the work you want to sell 
of yeah, yeah. not 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 necessarily your your own personal work. I think you mentioned this as well, Aid, in a previous um, uh, show where you were talking about obviously it's it's not about necessarily showing what you are shooting. You're you're supposed to be shooting and showing the work that you want to be producing rather than necessarily what you currently are you know that yeah, idea it's, it's what, what do you well. want people yeah what do you yeah. want people to hire you for if you want to be hired to be a fashion shooter you don't want yeah there's no point in you, your, your portfolio having your weddings in it or something like <laughs> yes, that but. Exactly. so there's there's definitely an element of of that you know um i suppose on a personal level then yeah there's there's no excuse why i don't shoot self-portraits just uh just you don't, you don't actually need an excuse Rach it's all right you know, Graham's piling on the pressure here but <laughs> he is like... isn't he but no no but it's it's fine I don't mind I don't mind um and you know I actually uh really did enjoy um doing it once I got into the swing of it I was like yeah fine whatever done <laughs> I guess that's the thing okay it was um my one shot was a masterpiece and I don't need to recreate it for five years there we go <laughs> That's excellent can i can i just get because there's one on, thing do you that, have some thoughts on this? well no no this is because the one final thing that i need to talk to you guys about um because it's the one thing that kind of it's the fourth photo um of my set uh which has so far been exposed to very very limited in fact you two for a while were the only people who'd seen it um <laughs> and then then i showed it to my partner some days later <laughs> Her response was oh, violent, not terribly positive, and oh, gosh. and and so it's this thing of um, do you, you've seen it, uh, yeah. and I like to I suppose for the benefit of listeners, I I would describe it I think as I've described it to you and to other people as it's my take on a sort of fairly popular interpretation of modern masculinity. Um, yeah. I think that best describes it, doesn't it? Sure. It, it depends it depends on whether you actually mean that or not or if you're just taking the piss because the trouble is i think you're taking the piss <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i've never ever <laughs> taken the piss in my life um but it definitely shows a side of your personality <laughs> i think that's the best we can do it really does it's what i've noticed is that the closer the person i show it to is to me the, the the more they are disturbed by it. So like my brother and um, Sinead have both born what the hell <laughs> more than say for example my sister-in-law and you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, well, do you think so, I should... so I would personally have been disappointed if you hadn't <laughs> done a topless photo <laughs> exactly. because that is your trademark. It's your signature, isn't it? You know, it's it, it topless selfies is your signature. <laughs> There's no need to actually sign right. your work. It's simply there for all to see. Um, but, uh, I, I, if you're trying for one moment to have a conversation to see whether there's any artistic merit in that photograph, I can put you to reassure you straight away there is no artistic merit in that <laughs> photograph because you're simply taking the piss right it is not a take it is not your take on modern masculinity at all is it you're it just is. mucking you're just mucking no it's not you're just mucking <laughs> you just wanted an excuse to take your shirt off again <laughs> uh, Aid, I, 
what I was trying to represent in that picture. And that meal ticket isn't going to last forever. <laughs> Arguably, that meal ticket is already very much expired. Worth, <laughs> expired, yes, exactly. <laughs> worth at best this stale pool of porridge. Um, what I was trying to represent in that is <laughs> my nurturing of my hobby. Uh, and and yeah, how many, yeah. that's what I was going for. Uh, and, you know, how. I'm at a point in my life where my children have grown up and, and now th- this is my passion and then this is the thing that I care for. It's so, creepy. So, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Is that the same camera that is in the first shot? Is that your your yeah. Frankenstein yeah. Lubitel with the jolly look on the back? Frankenstein. So what you're trying to tell me is that your idea of nurturing a camera is ripping the back of it and mushing <laughs> it into another camera. You're the boy next door from Toy Story. That's what uh, you are. Right, you live in a dark you, shed creepy. and you rip <laughs> things apart and and you put them back together in funny ways. That is who you are. That's what that shot tells me about your personality. I like to think that I very much birthed that camera and and that was me showing the love for it, which I clearly have, as with all Louvertels. We're both very happy for you then in that kind of room. So um should I should I share that picture? I mean, this is the fundamental question. Should I share that picture? Well, this That's whole conversation won't make a lot of sense if you don't, will it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sinead d- did kind of say, I don't want you to, because the reason she gave was they would damage her reputation by association. Um, but uh, I- I she, has <laughs> she has a point. Yeah, she has a point. Yeah, also, yeah, because, uh, you know, people, when I'm like, oh, have a little listen to Sunny 16. <laughs> This is a podcast that I co-host, and you know, and then and then that's what pops up. I mean, <laughs> make sure all uh, make sure all the tags are in there. Um, but you're right; it would be it would be wrong for me not to because we've talked a lot about how we should. You know, there was a lot of conversation not on my show, which you haven't listened to yet. Thanks um, about you know body image and and sharing what a real body looks like. <laughs> and there's nothing realer than my body, that's for sure. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, sadly, Sinead's just going to have to deal with the consequences. As are you. I mean, you're also going to have your reputations kind of shredded by association. So. Super. Well, uh, we're three years into that journey at this point. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well made. Yeah, yeah. Well, the da- the, if, the, if there was damage to be done, and to be fair, I don't think there has been any damage done. But if there was damage to be done, it would probably have been done by now. It is very yeah, much a right. photograph that I look at and go... Once this picture is out there, there is no calling it back, and I know it will haunt me forever. But sure. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Matthew does with it for the show photo. Yeah, the show image on the title on the website. I'm looking I mean, forward to how uh, he can make it worse. Does than it, it is. I was going to say, does, you know, can you better perfection? Right, this is what he's thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. That's true. He, actually, yeah, he may find it quite challenging actually to do anything at all with that. <laughs> It's like, where do you go from there? Exactly. Exactly my point. So, <sighs> okay. So, that's one, guys. The, so, I mean, so, if, if nothing else, we've got that photo answer this entire stupid endeavour. So, I mean. So, um, no, it, so, so I, I'll stop you there because it's not a stupid endeavour. I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been good. And I do look forward to the next one. I suspect we should probably wrap up the conversation about us and let all, because we've got audio stuff to add to the end of this show, haven't we? So, yes. Uh, so we do need to we do need to leave uh, a little bit of room in people's week to, to, to listen to that as well as to us. 
talking about that. Yeah, so we had some fabulous uh, listeners who uh, answered our call to arms and sent in some audio from their own experiences of self-portrait. I'm going to uh, assume very different from Graham's experience of his self-portrait. However, um, we're going to add those onto the end as well, so you can all have a little listen. And we have the images as well um, from the uh, from the people who have sent in their audio files, so you'll be able to have a little look at those too. Yeah, and the audio we've got is um, from Hillary, uh, who uh, you heard on Rachel's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got some audio from Matthew Joseph, a uh, regular guest and, of course, a large part of the Sony 16 team, uh, who incidentally is now working with Eric on our Instagram. They're doing it between them. Eric's sort of dealing more with the posts, uh, and uh, Matthew is dealing with the um, stories because he's great at doing those stories. So thank you very much to Matthew Joseph for doing that. And finally, we also got some audio coming from Monica, which I'm really pleased about. Um, so yeah, uh, they will all be um, probably before the music. I suspect. I don't yeah. know. I'll figure that. That out. makes sense. I think that's probably a, a good way to do it. And also, just before um, we we go, obviously, we recorded. I say we. Um, Graham and I recorded um, backing paper yesterday, so that will have gone out um, this morning, Monday morning. We if we get anybody else who um, sends in some audio between now of us recording and Thursday. We'll hopefully add that on to the end too. We certainly will. It's our promise to you. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, well, oof, um, I'm sorry, I've really got to move this photo off my screen. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> have you still got a photo in front of you? you know sorry, it just is. stuck there. And I was wondering why I couldn't concentrate on closing out the show, and it's because I realised there's still a picture of Graham with no shirt on on my what screen. What are you thinking of doing? Because that's a 4 by 5 neg. Just think how easily I could make contact prints of that negative and just oh. send it out to the people. Lovely. <laughs> hey, guys, your Christmas present's already sorted, I'm just saying. All of our hard work, all of this, you know, sort of, inner work and and thinking about and agonizing over and you were right you had the right idea rage you were just like yep go out shoot it whatever doesn't matter (laughs) i'm having fun (laughs) yeah that's what i should have done Ah, fun 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 anyway so fun, fun, we fun. are so that so we will close out now um and uh yes um uh, thank you graham for uh, <laughs> making us do self-portraiture i i think that's it's great that was um, sarcastic no no, no I, don't, I, I i genuinely not i i'm, I'm so, it sounds sarcastic because i'm surprised i didn't expect it to enjoy it as much oh. as i did <laughs> so so uh yeah uh, where, where we go next i don't know um i don't think we're deciding that just yet are we we're um, going to need to recover. Yes, we're going to need to recover. <laughs> so, so we'll have we'll have a period, a short period of recovery and some thinking, and then we'll launch the next assignment. Um, uh, we will play you out after our additional audio from listeners uh, with Rachel's band. Actually, no, hang on. We're we going to Graham. What music are you going to use for this? Oh, we will very much use Rachel's lovely band Rocha. Rocha <laughs> uh, okay, because sometimes you put these out when you do the editing with different music. So, okay, well there we go. We will play you out with Rachel's band Rocha, and you can buy their album "Promises I Should Have Kept" from Amazon and iTunes and some other places as well. Spotify.
Absolutely. Well yeah. done, Aid. Even after six weeks, just, you managed to you do know, it. Six, thank, thank you for thank you for the recognition, Rach. It's it's not um, e- even in a, a in a um, a periodically clunky part of the show. I'm feeling particularly clunky tonight because I haven't <laughs> done it for so long. <laughs> Uh, so okay. I'll stop by saying that uh, that you can find us on the internet because uh, we are the Sunny Sixteen Podcast everywhere, and uh, if you get stuck on the social, Sunny Sixteen Podcast dot com uh, is where all of these photos will be. So you should know where that is. Um, it has been an honour and a privilege, as always, to talk with you. We will be back next week. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Bye. Sunbeams, it's Hilary Clark with a few comments on the self-portrait assignment. Rachel mentioned on the podcast that she was nervous about self-portraits and if there was anyone else who was similarly challenged, would they like to buddy up and work on it together? So I got in touch and we decided to get together and discuss how to attack the assignment. My fears were twofold. Firstly, I've always really intensely disliked having my photograph taken, even as a small child. Most childhood photographs of me are of my back, or me squinting at the camera, or even worse, me bursting into tears, which was a constant source of disappointment to my dad, who was a very keen photographer. With Rachel putting on her therapist hat, we decided this could be that I'm an only child, I've got no brothers or sisters to act as examples of how to naturally pose for photos and no one to deflect the parental attention from focusing on just me. I'm not complaining. Mine was a very happy, very secure and to be honest, very privileged childhood. I was very lucky. Just as long as nobody pointed a camera at me. My second fear was that technically I didn't even know how to take a self-portrait on a film camera. There's no selfie stick, right? I'm still learning all the controls and I wasn't even sure if I had a camera with a self-timer. I had a very old cable release, but I doubted it would be long enough. I do have a tripod, but I've not really used it much and I had fears that even if I managed to set something up and get some photos taken, once I'd had them developed, I'd have made some sort of rookie error and the film would be useless. So, Rachel to the rescue. I found an old camera of my dad's that I'd never used, a Ricoh 35ME, and saw that yes, it did indeed have a self-timer. My Polaroid Spectra has a timer too, and that was actually my first choice, as at least I could see immediately what the results would be, but sadly I I had battery issues with the film and it, it wasn't playing ball. So the Ricoh it was. We set up a chair in Rachel's dining room, where the morning light was looking particularly good. It was the hottest day of the year, evidently, but the light did keep changing quite a bit. I took readings from uh, the app, the iPhone app, My Light Meter, and we used Ilford HP5. I tried to get the aperture to be as wide open as possible, but as the camera has a fastest shutter speed of 1 500th, I think we tended to stick at about f5.6 and yes, I should have taken notes and no, I didn't. Rachel posed in the chair so I could focus and we got the camera set up and ready to go. And at first I felt really awkward. I was concentrating on the camera controls, getting everything in the right order, check the light meter, set the aperture speed, 
focus, set the timer, press the shutter, run to the chair, try and pose. I got, I kept getting things in the wrong order quite a few times. Um, press the shutter before the timer, and it was quite a light bulb moment for me when I realised I didn't have to be on the photographer's side of the camera when I clicked the shutter. It sounds ludicrous and totally obvious now, but at first I kept tripping over the tripod to try and beat the timer. Rachel was also recording bits of our conversation, which was scary at first, and another thing to keep to keep remembering, to keep on my mind. We realised that the ME in the description of the camera was for multiple exposures, so we tried a few of those too. Um, after we'd been in the dining room for a while, we thought we'd try something different. We moved on to Rachel's beautiful Victorian staircase. And by then, I was beginning to feel a bit more confident. Um, technically, I knew, thought I knew what I was doing and feeling much more relaxed. And Rachel was brilliant during the whole time. It even helped me develop the film in a newly refurbished dark room. It, then it was just so exciting when we saw we really did have some pictures. My development tank agitation technique obviously needs some work as we could see some patches at the top of the film where it hadn't inverted properly, but no matter. I've now scanned the photos in and I'm really pleased with them. I'll put them on Instagram I'm at hclark, A-I-T-C-H-C-L-A-R-K-E. They're, they're not perfect by any means, but I reckon the point of this for me was to to learn something new, become much more comfortable at being in front of the camera and not not aiming for great art. I'm thinking too this may have a knock-on effect in that I've always been nervous about taking other people's portraits as I've assumed consciously or unconsciously I suppose that they are as uncomfortable as I am um, or maybe as I was about being singled out for attention so if one of the next assignments is street portraits, I may do slightly better than I previously would have done. You never know. I do realise that this whole self-portrait process will seem like an absolute walk in the park for most people and as natural as breathing. But for me, it's it's been a big deal. And I do feel like I've had a taste therapy. So thank you, Sunny16, and Rachel especially, for the challenge. I never would have attempted this on my own, and I've learnt a lot. I think I can say I feel much more comfortable about having a camera pointed at me. I can set up a tripod and a self-timer and multiple exposures, although they were all a bit overexposed on the day. And I've learnt how to use the Ricoh that's been sitting on a shelf for the past 20 or so years. So I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and after first thinking this was going to be um, really hard work, it was it was incredibly exhilarating to to achieve it so thank you very much um, i'm looking forward to seeing what everyone else does hi it's matthew joseph here aka photo dude nz i um completed my uh selfie assignment today i was um at the National Gallery of Victoria here in Melbourne and uh, took the ex-panel on. We're going to go and see the uh, Terracotta Warriors exhibition and went in there and 
it, there were a lot of mirrors so I thought this is probably a good opportunity to um, take some selfies apologies for talking uh, softly but Amber is in the next room she is unwell and uh, I seem to have caught this dreaded cough that's been going around so apologies again for that um, yeah so took some selfies in the art gallery today and I, I was just going from sort of statue to statue taking a photo of myself in the mirror and uh, I put some on Instagram I was also because I had the X-Pan with me I thought I'd do a few with that and uh, just near the end of the roll I was shooting Ilford HP5 rated at 1600 uh, I was getting ready to take one and this guy could see he was watching me and he knew what I was doing and uh, he got his kid to come and stand next to him so that he could take a selfie at the same time or not at the same time but you know after he thought I had so I waited and um, so yeah this guy standing there with his kid uh, he's got his phone up in the air taking a selfie and I take a selfie at that exact moment and then there's people sort of on the edges uh, watching so that's kind of cool I um so yeah I didn't have the opportunity to record audio in there because it was very noisy and because uh, of all the people so yeah I'm recording it afterwards I actually just uh, developed the film on Instagram live on Instagram with the uh, sunny 16 account and then scanned it earlier today again live uh, on the sunny 16 account uh, yeah it's got to be the, the most exciting uh, way to use a um, an Instagram account with live footage scanning it's uh, thoroughly entertaining um, yeah the picture came out just posted it on Instagram actually so uh, we'll see how that goes uh, yeah so selfie assignment see I don't as much as I'd like to say I I, I planned something I don't plan my photography it, it just happens um, no real forethought at all I didn't go to the gallery uh, expecting to take a selfie I went there to look at the terracotta warriors and maybe take some photos of people looking at the, the statues um, yeah so that it, it just kind of happened and uh, so that gives me the opportunity to maybe do another one possibly who knows so yeah the first the first part of the uh, selfie challenge for me done I guess and uh it's late here now so uh, I, I was hoping to keep this recording under five minutes it does appear as though I have uh, 40 seconds left so uh, if you want the sunny 16 podcast to have a live show at some point in the near future 
please let the sunbeams know that you want this because I want this. I think it'd be really fun. And uh, yeah, we can do it on Instagram or Google Hangouts, whatever, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Live, Sunny 16, get your questions ready. Get your inappropriate questions ready for the sunbeams, especially Graham. All right, Matthew Joseph, out. sunbeams this is monica aka dr mars rover from twitter and i'm joining in on your self-portrait assignment um i actually really like making self-portraits with homemade pinhole cameras i think it's a great way to show something different than um the photographs we often see so frequently that idolize beauty um Pinhole, homemade, homemade pinhole portraits are just really fun because you're using the very basics. And it's, I think it's amazing that you can get a portrait of somebody from a biscuit tin and a piece of photographic paper. Um, I think it gives you a chance to play and you can move with your image. You can move in and out of the frame to start and... Uh, and the exposure, so you can get a double exposure effect that uh, varies depending on how quickly you move into position and what color your clothes are. Uh, if they're dark or light, you'll get a different effect. Um, and I like them because you can get all sorts of moods. You can get something that's surreal or spooky. Um, I, the distortion that you can get from the round tins um, it, somehow it makes me think about how memories are never really exact to to the scene that somebody's observing. So um, for my self-portraits for this assignment, I wanted to make them in my backyard. I've been having a rough few months and I've been spending a lot of time resting and watching the light on the trees. So I um, I, I wanted to try a couple things. Um, I envisioned images where I'd be part of the foliage or embraced by it or sort of emerging from from the trees. We have a, a bunch of cedars in our backyard that makes a tiny little forest. I wanted to be kind of coming out of the forest. Um, I took three and I think only one of them really works. Uh, the one where I was coming out of the forest, I miscalculated the light and I don't think I show up in that one at all. Um, there's another one where I was resting in my lawn chair and it, it's kind of meh. It's not very interesting. Um, my favorite is didn't come out how I envisioned it. It's the one where I thought I'd be in kind of embraced by the, uh, the plant life in my yard but only half of me shows up. Um, but I think it's interesting because it's a little bit more eerie than I had um, anticipated, but it also feels somehow that that is appropriate for the place that I have been for um, the last couple months. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to participate. 
we've got one last recording for you this evening, which actually came in whilst we were doing the podcast, and it is from the wonderful Ian Barnaby Nutt. If you enjoy listening to Ian, you will find him now co-hosting the Viewfind the Vikings podcast along with Sven Olaf Humberset, so check him out there. Hello, this is Ian Nutt. It's Saturday morning. I'm driving down to Waterford to see the Waterford Walls Street Art Festival. It happens every year. Uh, the festival invites street artists from around the world to come and decorate parts of the city. And it's, it's kind of uh, becoming a fixture on the, on the street art world tour, if you like. And it's, it's quite, a, quite a fun event, real buzz in the city and, and worth going down to, to see and to take pictures of, which is what I'm doing today. Uh, but the reason I'm calling is to talk a little bit about the uh, self-portrait project that you've been running over the last few weeks. So first of all, I'd congratulate you on the, on the last three shows. They've, they've really been excellent. Uh, I feel that it's uh, almost a new direction for film photography podcasts uh, in that you've spent the time and given up you know, three of your main weekly shows to explore a subject in real depth. Uh, the, the idea of talking to experts who were not necessarily photographers but, but experts in their particular field and, and, and able to, again, explore through your conversations and interviews with them, uh, really explore some of the background to the project. I just think is, uh, you know, I've not heard anything quite like that before on a film photography podcast. And so congratulations, it's just, it's just, it's just been excellent. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that it's a format that, that you'll think about using again in the future. I mean, this is, as I said, it's, it's eaten up a huge amount of, of time. And, and whether, you're, whether you'll reflect on that and think that that's been a good thing or, or you'll struggle to kind of give it that much time in the future, I don't know. But if there is an opportunity, as I say, I think that the, the benefits that this will bring people that have, that have taken the time to listen to the shows and, and, and try it out for themselves is, is massive. And I'm sure it's going to benefit their photography, even if, like me, and we'll talk about it in a second, you know, I've not been completely won over by the idea of, of, of self-portrait. Anyway, my own personal attempts. So if people think of my photography, they perhaps think of uh, nighttime shots, uh, TLR work, Neopanacros, those sorts of things. So being as it was a self-portrait, I used all three of those things. So I set the camera up outside the house, shooting me inside the house, kind of looking out through the window. I was, I was holding a camera, wearing headphones, and in the background was my, my old Mercedes, my, my sort of, another one of my hobbies. So I got the music, the photography, and the, the old classic car in the background. And the idea of kind of looking out of the window was, was a little bit about the frustration that, that I feel, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there, uh, who, who think about photography most of the time. You know, that, um, even though we've got busy day jobs and families and all the other things that, that, that eat up our time, you know, given a spare moment or a bit of time to sit down and, and do something, you know, to have a bit of time to ourselves, chances are it'll be something to do with photography. But, you know, while, while we think like that, um, we're not always able to put that into action, into, into practice, because of all those other pressures, all those other time pressures. So the idea of me uh, being inside, looking outside, was kind of a, a, you know, a, a comment on that sort of frustration of, of sometimes being stuck in the house when I'd, I'd want to get outside and, and, and shoot. So uh, you know, it, was, it was a fun process. I don't think you've convinced me that uh, I'm going to get into this and start, you know, be like D and be taking lots and lots of 
self-portraits. I've, I've got a million and one things to, to take pictures of that I think are more interesting than me and certainly better to look at. So, uh, yeah, fun process. Loved the shows, as I said, uh, but I, I'm not I'm not completely sure you've won me over. But, yeah, thanks once again. You know, the, the one-hour challenge a month or so ago got me out taking pictures. This has got me thinking about something different again, and that's all because of your show. So thanks a lot one more time, and check me out at uh, barnabynut.com is my blog, posted there a couple of times a month. And as of last week, you may have heard, um, now on the Viewfinder Vikings podcast as well. So uh, do, hope to speak to you again soon. Cheers, bye. Mm-hmm.